Welcome back to the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. We're taping this. I don't even know what is today. Tuesday? Tuesday Feels like a Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday the 10th. We wanted to wait to let the NFL playoffs digest a little bit. Great news with Lamar Hamlin. We'll get to that. But Brian's got some breaking news he wants to talk about involving his Mets. Brian, what's going on? Uh, The stupid Carlos Correa saga. Well, you know, everyone thought the Mets were going to get it done somewhere somehow after the owner, Steve Cohen, goes out and blabs that they've signed him, you know, for 12 years, $315 million after he fails his physical with the San Francisco Giants. Then the Mets find something on his physical they don't like, so they go back and talk, try and work over the contract language. Meanwhile, long story short, I should give credit here, Jeff Passan from ESPN, the great baseball writer, reporter, saying that, yeah, he's going back to the Twins, not for 12 years and $300 million, for six years and $200 million. So it is a real bummer as a Mets fan because it wasn't pending like a physical, Brian, pending, pending the physical. the physical. And we didn't like us. We didn't really think it was kind of like getting an extra like Christmas gift. Like, wow, they're going to go get Carlos Correa too to a team. Oh, that you were so happy that day. I was. I, hey, oh man, I've been, I've been on the career band. I've been seeing the Yankees uh, <laughs> should have signed them this, you know, the last two years. I don't know why the Yankees weren't in the ball game, but hey. You know, and we, let's move back. You know, everybody was given the Giants grief a month and a half ago for like pulling out of the steel. The Giants are cheap. They got cold feet. They don't want to pay him 13. You know, they don't want to give him a 13 year contract. The Mets were like, come here, babe. We'll throw you down and give you a 300 million. What did they find these two teams on this guy's physical? With it, It's something with his leg with an injury he suffered in minor league ball in 2000. Like, does he have leprosy? What the hell did they find on this guy? And well, you, 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 you know, we're making a joke. Mm-hmm. You're making a joke, but you do when you do say this deal with the twins, it's just being announced pending a physical. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he's got going on. It's gotta be something pretty, pretty I get not severe is the word, but man, teams do not want to give this guy a big contract all of a sudden, except for the twins. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest with you, Brian. I think he's a little overrated, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't think he's one of the game's top ten players, do you? I mean, they're going to pay him like that. I, 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 I don't want question. to sign him just because I, I don't think he's that good. I mean, listen, he's 28 years old. He had a, and, yep. and I think part of it too is didn't he re-aggravate that injury sliding into second base? But he was yeah, okay. yeah, he's um, had some back issues, which I always back issues always scare the hell out of me with any athlete. I mean, if you're the, if you're a regular Joe who has back issues, you know how how debilitating yeah. it can be. But I mean, he's going to hit 20. You know, to hit, last year he played. Uh, he hit 22 home runs, knocked in 64 runs. The year before that, he had 26. The year before that, he didn't play a lot. Uh, 2020, obviously because of the pandemic, you know. But he's a guy who's going to hit about 20 home runs, knock in between 65 and 95 RBIs. That's I'm just looking at his stats. No, I know, I know what you're saying. You're looking. He's at- a career 279 hitter, and you're going to pay that guy all that money. To make to move to third, and the Mets were going to move to third base, a new position which he embraced. I think no, it's a I, I, in disguise. I, I get it. I will say this: knowing the the owner of the Mets and the way he reacts to this type of thing, the one upside, if you're listening, Mets fans, the one little, if you're bummed out today, here's the upside. Unless the guy absolutely, there's a certain player playing in Southern California right now, out in Orange County. Unless the guy absolutely, positively hates the idea of playing in New York City. That guy is a Met next year. There is no way in hell he's not a Met. And I'm sitting here. So when Eric, when he re-signs or signs somewhere else, Eric can play this back on a loop, like put it in a drop. We can play it every week. I'm saying it right here. He didn't want to play. Know, and, you, and you he know it, too. To play here. He didn't want to play here once already. Okay. He had the chance to play in New York three years ago, and he didn't want to. Play, so. Well, play for who? 
the Yankees. Okay. He had that's a chance the same to play for the Yankees. So that's the same as not wanting to play in New York, huh? He didn't want to play here. Okay. So, I, I mean, listen, maybe things will change now that he's gotten used to, but, you know, he wanted a soft landing on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. He you got know, a soft landing. He did. You know, no one cares about baseball in Anaheim. Nope, so nobody cares. We'll see. So you think the Mets will wait till after this season when he's a free agent? Yeah. So the tricky part about that is the Angels are going to get a new owner. Yep. So who knows who that's going to be? Correct. Talk. Do they try to trade him prior to that? But I think you got to hold on to him because he's a big asset. So he'll be uh, something you, a new owner would want. So we'll see what happens. It depends, yeah. though, because we saw that play out in Washington. And yes, folks, we're getting to the NFL. I know this isn't baseball season, because we saw that play out in Washington, where there, when the club went to sit went for sale, and all of a sudden they started, you know, acting like a business that you know they started sh- shredding every piece of a uh, what's the look payroll they could. Yeah. So it depends, you know, and again, I can I preface this if Jeff Bezos or Bezos goes out and buys the Anaheim Angels or they can't whatever they're called this week, the LA Angels playing Anaheim, uh, then okay, I amend my prior statement. But other than that, the Mets have the one guy in baseball who who will write a blank check and just say, I don't care. I don't care if everyone else hates that I'm paying this. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Should but a little breaking news on a Tuesday, on a blah Tuesday. So that means Brett Beatty is going to be our batty or whatever. He's going to be playing third, be third baseman. Yep. You got that you straight pubs. I'm going to tell you right now, I think this is going to be a blessing in disguise for the Giants and the Mets by avoiding this. What is going to be an albatross? I, I, again, I don't say that you're more about look the current player and the numbers. You, and those, you make a good point with the numbers you, you just pulled up. I think it. I would say if it's a blessing in disguise, because again, two, this isn't like, and these aren't cheap skate teams. I mean, the Giants are going to, we wanted to spend money this yep. offseason. We know the Mets will spend money. So for these two franchises in big markets to say, and then they know they're to look bad, they, they knew they were going to look bad, but yep. to still say, we got to think, I want to, I mean, something's got to be going on on the guy's legs. So who knows? He may not be a twin. Who knows? All right. Yeah. And listen, just the, the the when you look at the last couple of big free agent deals and just the local the Mets when they traded for Lindor had mm-hmm. to re-sign him because the, right. the, the ownership had to prove that they were all in. The Yankees well, had to yeah. sign Aaron Judge because they had approved to the fans that they were going to spend money and they knew the fans wanted it. Right. So those two big signings, which you could argue aren't great long term, had to be done. I understand that. I'd never understood the fascination. I understand the years because I hate the years, but, and, you know, and I won't get a whole thing. There's some other contracts where the years were, were, were crazy too. Yeah, they're um, stupid. They're, they're stupid. stupid, yeah. Yeah, the shortstop from uh, the Dodgers uh, who just signed with the Phillies. Trey Turner, which Trey was, Turner. that's an insane thing. Asinine pro- contract. Probably Asinine. like the third best shortstop on the market. Um, yeah. We won't even do the Raphael Devers thing, the Red Sox. He's 26, did. so that's not as bad, 11 years. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good point. So, Trey Turner's like almost 30, but yeah, we're turning this into baseball tonight. Yeah, right? so just, yeah, all right. Breaking news just before we started uh, recording. Well, some good news from the NFL. Uh, we got the playoffs we want to talk about coming up, obviously, but Mar Hamlin going home back to yep. Buffalo yesterday is something that a week ago when you and I did this podcast, we probably never would have thought was. We didn't know where we would be, but just talk about the love and support he received and how it kind of galvanized the players and, and really fans i mean it was just there wasn't one person on this planet who wasn't rooting for that kid so it's it just a great a great ending to what could have been a really really tragic 
Yeah, and uh, it sounds like he's, I don't know if he's in the hospital in Baltimore, in Buffalo, or he's at least at a medical facility. So he's got, even as his doctors say, he's got a long way to go. But the fact that he's like out of the hospital talking, hell, he was tweeting Monday, uh, Sunday during the Buffalo Patriots game. Yeah, it's a great ending. And we just hope that, you know, it's a long recovery. It sounds like, I don't know what, none of us really know what's all involved, but we hope that he just, that this path continues and the news gets better and that he progressively gets better. Because you're right, uh, a lot of number threes all over the league this – and I'm always cynical because the league, you know, sometimes they think, you know, they latch on to something and they promote it to make them seem how the, the league itself is so, you know, caring about players. And I have a lot of doubts about that. So it was nice to see just all the individual franchises and the players on all the other teams just really – you saw a lot of threes this weekend. And you're right, it felt good. Yeah, I mean, hey, you saw Bill Belichick coming out, you know, support – wearing a T-shirt under his jacket when he walked on the yep. field supporting the Miami. Uh, the Bills respond. I mean, two kickoff returns for touchdowns, opening play of the game. Yeah, crazy. Patriots, they kind of uh, – so they beat the Patriots 35-23. So the playoffs are out of the playoffs just to get you up to speed real quick on the local guys. Jets are out. They were out two weeks ago. They had a putrid game against the Dolphins on, on Sunday, 11-6. The Giants uh, played most of their backups in a loss to the Eagles. So we are set for the NFL playoffs next week. Wild card weekend, a great weekend. Uh, Saturday's games, you know, Chargers, Jaguars, Seahawks, 49ers. Eh. Uh, yeah. Well, not exactly great, but, you know, if you're no. an NFL junkie, you're going to sit and watch it just like everyone else. Yeah, the Seahawks, uh, I mean, I don't think any team's playing better right now. It sort of flies under the radar, um, but I don't think any team's playing as well as the 49ers right now. And it was fun to see the Seahawks win the other day. Uh, and good for Geno Smith. Good for that guy having a moment. But, yeah, that's – I mean, right now San Francisco's a 10-point favorite at home, and that feels about right. I guess that – I, I have a little – I think there's a little juice to Jacks. Chargers basically because of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, you know, Herbert's missed out the playoffs a couple of years. That team's underachieved the Chargers the last couple of years. And the Jags to be here, no one really thought of that that was going to happen. And Trevor Lawrence has been playing really well. So that could be a fun game. Uh it's I don't know what the spread is, but I think I think the Jaguars are a one-point dog at home. So it's a pretty basically it's a pick 'em. Yeah, so, and selfishly, you know, okay. I got to be honest with you. I uh, there's a local connection. I'm not sure if you're aware of from the in the game as well, the Jaguars Chargers. You got Two guys that are in my phone, Brian, that I covered. Foley mm. uh, Fotokasi from UConn, the defensive okay. lineman who played for the Jets. He's a defensive lineman for the Jaguars. And Boye Aluikin, the star from Yale, who mm. is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. If you haven't heard of him and you're an NFL fan, watch him this weekend. He single-handedly led that defense to a win on uh, Saturday night, leading up to that pick six for the touchdown. I think he had right. 15 tackles. leads the NFL in tackles. He had 15 in the game. Wow! Excellent. Nice. So, nice little local connection. Saturday night, that game's at eight fifteen, and then you mentioned the Seahawks 49ers. I was hoping the Seahawks would lose. But I don't want to get into the refereeing and the game between the Rams. I hear you. Uh, I was. I wanted that Detroit Green Bay game to have a little more juice on it. And, and the one thing I will say, I'm so happy. That guy is I, a fraud, and he stinks in every big game he's ever played. He's got one Super Bowl. I'm so tired of him. And right now, I'll tell you right now, I don't. As a Jets fan, I do not want Aaron Rodgers because that's got Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos all over. You don't want that. You don't. You don't need that drama for that. Nope. Yeah. Real quick, for a Jet dollars a year, no way. For a young Jet team that's got a hell of a lot of talent, but obviously he's a dire need of a quarterback. If they get a quarterback, they're definitely a playoff team. But you don't want that drama in New York. I mean, nope. that guy, you know, you don't want him. You don't want that. No. But I, and I'm 100% with you on the Detroit Packers game. 
I was kind of rooting for the Rams too, but at the end of the day, okay, I still feel feel good for the Seahawks because I wanted the Detroit and Green Bay to be a playoff game, you know, basic playoff game Sunday night. But man, good for Dan Campbell. Good for Detroit. They knew they were out. And they said, I, I think what they said, or Dan Campbell, one of his players said, if we're not going, you're not going. And I People loved it. it. I watched that whole damn game, yeah. and I thought it was fantastic. Good for Detroit. He I didn't want to see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. In the second quarter, he said it in the sideline interview with um, – Oh, uh, with Michelle, yeah, Melissa Stark. Uh, Melissa Stark, yeah, he said it to yep, her. He said right. that was our motivation. I mean, he, he looked freezing cold, by the way. His nose was oh, yeah. red. Um, it's making me think but, of Tom Coughlin's face. Exactly, 100%. Took the words right out of my mouth, but – so good for them. I uh, nine and eight Lions team, nine wins. Hey, that's pretty. They good. were a fun team. I watched them a few. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I watched them a few times. You know, uh, on Red Zone. You know, Red Zone gave them a lot of gave them a lot of time the last few weeks because they had been playing well. I mean, they're not boring. So yeah. hopefully, and Jared Goff. How good for Jared know, Goff? Good for know, him. Yeah, I mean that's one of the, that's a trade that like hey. You can't if you're the Rams, you can't be regretting trading him for Matt Stafford because you got a Super Bowl out of it, but Stafford might not play much longer. Goff's played well in Detroit. Yep. Nice little trade for both teams, it turns out. Yeah. And so that was fun Sunday night seeing Aaron Rodgers with his pout phase at the end. So Sunday you got the uh Giants and Vikings are the 430 kick on Fox. Uh look forward to that one. Right now, the Minnesota's a three-point favorite. Remember, these teams played a couple weeks ago and they uh Minnesota won in overtime. Dolphins and Bills, and then the Ravens and Bengals. And Monday night, the Dallas Cowboys, 12-5. and Just looking to steamroll through this wild card weekend against a Tampa Bay team at 8-9. and The line right now is at 2.5 points. It's funny, you texted me the other night, asked me what I thought it would be. And uh, I thought that the Cowboys would be favored. I know you were a little surprised by it, but I thought they're, on a playoff game, they're the better team. They should win. And it's at 2.5 they were so putrid. They were so putrid on Sunday talking about the Cowboys. The Buccaneer, the Bucks were bad too. Uh in two games. Neither one of these teams really had anything to play for. Dallas had an outside chance if miraculously Philadelphia had lost to a bunch of Giants backups on Sunday. That wasn't happening. So they didn't have much to play for, but they were god awful. Their worst performance all over. Uh and I've watched every I mean, I watched every snap of this this team all year. Their worst game of the year by far. I, I don't have a, any confidence in the quarterback right now. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the coach. Um, so I, and I thought, you know, Tom Brady at home, I think I told you like, it's going to be a pick and like bucks by one, but I mean, that is sort of the marquee game of the weekend. Maybe not because of talent, because I don't think either one of these teams is playing, you know, for a conference championship in two or three weeks. Uh, but just because the names involved, it's the Cowboys and it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady's never lost to Dallas seven and zero. It's a Monday night game, the first ever Monday night football playoff game. So it's a big deal. Um, and I, I don't know. I, think I don't have Cowboys any should win that. Cowboys. I think the Cowboys should win that game 31-7. I think that's right. I mean, Frank, my, I'll give our, I'll give our, our you know, the, the godfather, our, you know, Mike Francesa. We love him. We love to mock him. But he hit on his podcast. He nailed it. I said the same thing. Very simple. The Cowboys, who had a great pass rush for most of the season, it's, ta- it's, it's tallied off quite a bit the last – four games or so if they can pressure brady they win yep if they don't and he has time to throw against the secondary that is real with injuries they got one guy you know one decent cornerback and digs and a bunch of scraps well deron bland's playing well but my point is if they don't get pressure on brady they give him any time to throw he'll pick him apart it's very simple if they get pressure on brady they'll win by two yep. touchdowns they don't it'll be another one oh dallas another playoff clunker for the cowboys it's that well, simple it's a it's an organizational it's just game to scout 
this is an organizational uh, change as well. They lose this game, you're going to see massive change. You would think so. The owners on the radio this morning yesterday saying that won't affect if Mike McCarthy, the head coach, comes back. I don't believe that for a second. Get me out, get uh, out of here. I also don't believe that Sean Payton's going there, so don't don't even start with that. Yeah, but it's a fun game, and let's. This isn't a Cowboys podcast, as I say just about every week, but it'll be an interesting game. I'm going to be sweating bullets. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to be enjoying this. I feel like Miles in the in the Porsche, in the back of the Porsche, in risky business. I'm going to just be smiling. Like I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> I just love um, the fact that I that I you asked me, well, who are you going to root for? Because you everybody hates the Cowboys, and half the country doesn't want to see Tom Brady. So yeah. who is the and, country rooting for? It's an awful predicament for those of us who hate the Cowboys. I don't hate the Cowboys. I got to be honest. I know you. When the Cowboys were winning back in with Jimmy Johnson, I rooted for the Cowboys because I'm a Miami fan. Because you're a Miami and guy, and they had a ton of my half the team was Hurricanes, and Jimmy Johnson was coaching them. So they were like ninety five percent of the coaching staff was uh, from the was the Hurricanes. I mean, staff. Michael Irvin. I loved Michael Irvin. You know what I mean? Michael Irvin, so, yeah. Um, but now you're right. I mean, I hate Brady, uh, but the idea of you being miserable on Tuesday morning is more appealing to me than the idea of Brady. Well, it's even worse than that is if my team, my stupid team loses again in the first friggin' round after winning 12 games, two years in a row. Yeah. But the other thing is then I got to want, then we and the rest of the nation has to watch Tom fricking Brady in the second weekend, probably get his ass kicked in Philly or, or Philly or 49 or 49ers or Philly, wherever he goes. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, I can't, they're not going to, they can't be either one of those. 31 so 17. 31 17. 31 31 17 Dallas. That's what I'm going with. Yep. 31 predictions have been so bad recently. <laughs> God, that is just a death now. What a, I hate your guts. Let's circle back to t- Sunday because we've already, this podcast yeah. has already got a lot of content in it. We're only 20 minutes in. So those three Sunday games, you know, I would have loved Dolphins Bills if I thought Tua was playing. I don't think he is. I hope he's not. Actually, I kind of hope Tua walks away from football. But if it's going to be Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater or Skyler, whatever his name is, um, that game that game's unwatchable. I mean, that's going to be a no, that's going to be a no contest. That's going to be worse than last night's game. Who's uh, playing quarterback for the Ravens? Yeah, I, that's the other thing. I mean, I, Ravens and Cincy. I I don't. I like Does Lamar Cincy- Jackson think he's a free agent already. Is that what's going on here? I guess. I mean, I like this Cincy team. I, I love Burrow. I had him on my fantasy team, so I really love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that I don't. Is Cincy sweating that game even if Lamar plays in the fourth quarter? I don't think so. Yeah. I think the game I really like is, uh, and I'm ta- I'm picking the Giants. I everyone, like the Giants. Everyone's because, picking. Everyone's picking. The well, I mean, it's a. I mean, you got a Giants facing a 12 win team on the road, the playoff game, and. For those folks who indulge in such things, it's only a three-point line. I mean, no respect yeah. for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Like you said, the Saturday two games, eh, and then the Giants at 430. Everyone around here will be tuned into that. Bills, Dolphins, as you mentioned, not watchable. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's usually a, fun, usually a fun weekend. I mean, next weekend is the best weekend for football on the divisional round. But, yeah, I'm feeling like four, out of the six games, I'm feeling four miss and two pretty good ones. You know, Brian, we're, you mentioned that we've been on this podcast for 22 minutes now. Feels longer. Yeah, longer than the NFL regular season. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't even mentioned that college football crowned a national champion. Last oh, my goodness. I didn't watch a play of the game. I tried, play. Eric. I tried. I'll tell you what happened at my house. I worked, oh, a, day shift. I worked a day shift yesterday. So uh, I was off the clock at 5 o'clock. Then I had to bring my 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 son to hockey practice mm-hmm. and by the time i got home is 9 30 it's 10 o'clock at night and um 
took a shower and I got in bed and said, oh my God, national championship game was on tonight. I mean, just think about that, right? You know what I mean? So I go to my phone mm-hmm. and my wife said, what's the score? And I said, it's the fourth quarter, eight minutes to go. She's like, what's the score? I said, and I said, Georgia was a two touchdown favorite. She said, what's the score? Mm-hmm. I said, Georgia's playing TCU. They were a 14 point favorite. She's like, what's the score? I said, score. 65 to seven. Oh my God. <sighs> And they want to expand the playoffs to twelve teams. I it know a couple over. weeks ago they said they want that that, that the, all the momentum's going there. <sighs> I, I, I'm for that because you know the semifinal last games, night didn't help. Last night no, didn't you're 100 you're 100 right. But the semifinal games were really good. It was fun watching TCU upset Michigan in the semifinals. If you give me like ten really good college games, and I'll trade that off for a Monday night national title game that I know is going to be a clunker. And I kind of knew, like, we knew this is going to be a clunker. I turned it on. I watched it for 15 minutes. And by the time, you know, by the time it's like two minutes left in the first quarter, I'm flipping over. I'm watching Celtics Bulls the rest of the night. Because, I mean, it was just great, great for TCU. And the quarterback, I don't know if he's a pro, Max Max Duggan or whatever his name yeah. is, Dugan. Uh, he, I like him. I watched him a little bit this year. I watched, and I don't really watch, usually watch a ton of college football, but I watched him a little this year. Good for him. Great story. But that was not fun last night. And if you're running an NFL, if you're an NFL general manager out there, or you're a pro personnel guy who's in charge of uh, drafting, great rule of thumb. If you have somewhere with your within your first three picks of your draft, just take a defensive player from Georgia. It doesn't matter which one, really. Just take a defensive player from Georgia. Yeah, or Alabama. Or, yeah, I, I mean, this is like a couple of years ago. Like, you know, just somewhere before the fifth round, just drive, draft a wide receiver from LSU. They're yep. all good. Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. But my only point is, you're going to go to 12 teams. How many te- how many games are these teams going to play? I mean, so what did L- did Georgia finish the year 15 and 0? Was it 15 games they played? I thought it was 14 and 0, but it doesn't matter. You're right. 12 regular uh, season games, and then they played the conference championship game, and then they played in the semifinal, and then they played the championship. You're going to okay, add another me- another layer of playoffs. So they we going to play 16 or 17 college games? Oh, oh, that's that's fair. But why can't you just do? It's these stupid bowls. What would you have? Would you have rather watch? Would you have rather watched like this year's Orange Bowl or like or an Orange Bowl or a Rose Bowl where like USC and Penn State are playing for a playoff for you know playing a playoff game? Well, my point though is, when are you going to play all these games? Why can't you play them during the bowl season? No, my my point is, you're going to still be adding weeks, so it's already January 9th. Are we going to go through February first? No, I would just play them in December. I would not you have can. this huge break. Why? You can't. Because they're student athletes, Brian, who have exams, oh, and you can't have them on the road. Yeah, you can roll your but eyes. They're playing the pin. They're playing the pinstripe bowl on a Thursday in the Bronx. The Syracuse players worry about their studies. UConn's playing in Myrtle Beach on a Monday, in December. Make that a yeah. playoff game. Play a playoff game on Monday night to the Myrtle Beach Bowl, wherever the or, hell it's called. God forbid, shorten the regular season to play. Start it a little. Don't start at week zero, August 29th. Start at September 10th. Play 10 games. You don't, need, to play. You don't need those two other out-of-conference games against Appalachian State or UConn when you're when you're Michigan. No, I agree. I agree. Look at that, UConn's out-of-conference. Look at Michigan's out-of-conference schedule. Oh, oh I, I know. I know it well. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're making a good point um, because those games are useless. It's a 12 game season for a lot of these teams, and they play. You know, there used to be 10, seven teams. Tens. Yeah, so we'll see. It's a lot to talk about, but anyway, we're going to take a quick timeout, Brian, because we're sucking way, up so much time here. We'll yeah, take a timeout. Over. 
talk a little UConn hoops and then your birthdays, which you have a long list of today, which I'm just looking at for the first time. So yeah, birthdays and UConn coming up next. You got a little theme for the birthdays, but first let me tell you about Instacart. Man, my wife went to the store today, coming in with the this, the bags, this, that, and everything. I'm trying to get some work done. I'm trying to prep for this basic, this busy, busy podcast. And I'm like, you know, how can you save yourself from that trip? Hey, I got an idea. Why don't you let someone do the shopping for you? The Instacart Plus program is awesome. They just started up again a few weeks, a few months ago, and I've been talking about it ever since. Instacart Plus is a great thing, especially for families. $9.99 a month or $99 a year. A membership pays for itself in just a couple of orders. Instacart Plus memberships include membership benefits include family accounts and family carts. Members can share all their benefits with another family member for free. So households can add items together to a shared cart and shop together. Delightful. Free delivery on any order over 35 bucks or more. 5% credit back on eligible pickup orders. Reduced service fees and extra perks from top brands like mileage bonus points from Delta Airlines with every dollar spent. And exclusive benefits for Chase Card memberships. Hey, you listen, even, no matter how you use Instacart, Instacart Plus or just regular Instacart, if you go to Instacart.com, here's the way you want to get there. Click on one of the EBBC podcast episodes, any one of them. There's a link there that will take you straight to Instacart.com. If you go there and sign up, you're going to get 15% off your first order of 35 bucks or more. So absorb all of what I just told you. And if you have still room for one more resolution for New Year's, remember, shop from home and save with Instacart. All right, Brian. So uh, we have UConn on the list. I'm assuming you want to talk about UConn basketball. What are your thoughts about the Huskies? Well, I mean, I know you're tied in. You're Mr. UConn basketball, dude. You're, you mm. know, you're talking to the coaches. You're I was football, there on basketball, hockey. You were there on Saturday. Uh, good game. They bounced back after a two-game losing streak in the conference in the Big East. So I see they dropped, if you want to call it, dropped to number six in the polls after being number two. I don't know. I mean, this still feels like it's a really good team. I, as a fan, am just starting to get to sort of know the team, mm -hmm. sort of know the players. So, you know, as we get in now, it's we're getting into January. All the riffraff and the non-conference nonsense is done. Conference basketball is here. Conference play, I love it. Love the Big East basketball. So as you have seen this team as we go into January, is this a legit – like where, what is the cap? What is the ceiling, do you think, for this team? Or is it uh, they, uh, so they have final four teams that were asking me? Uh, sure, I think why not? Be, yeah. So for for I don't know if they're a final four team. I don't think they are, to be honest with you. I could see them getting to the Elite Eight. I think okay. the problem is still going to be putting the hope, the hoop in the ba the ball in the basket. Excuse me, um, Adama Sanogo, their big center, Donovan yep. Klingon, who's a, a, the freshman from Bristol. They, so they have some size down low, and it'll get better once uh, another one of their players returns from injury. Injury, um, but Jordan Hawkins, who's their shooting guard, is a pro. Right. Stop on a dime and shoot, great pro. It's getting him the ball, and the only other problem is you know you need that third option. And mm -hmm. I don't know if they have a consistent third option because Andre Jackson, who's a tremendous athlete, if you've ever yeah. watched him play, can jump in the gym. It's almost mm -hmm. like a point forward. He can handle the ball. He does everything, but his shooting is very inconsistent from three-point range. He's got one a very strange-looking shot, and teams have been playing off of him as of late, right? hacking it in a little bit. So it makes some adjustments. They have some other guys that can come off the bench and shoot. But again, I think offensively, that could be a little tricky when you're playing a tough tournament game. You know, the game's 65-65, and you right. need to get a basket. Who's taken? I think it's going to be Hawkins. Um, but but if, they're a good team. I could see them definitely going to the Elite Eight. I would think anything past that would be great, to be honest. 
And you can get away with having that one player. If you have the pieces around that one player, we've seen it. Hell, we've seen it with Kimba Walker, and we saw it a couple years ago. I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on another guy. Shabazz Napier. Shabazz yeah. Napier. Um, we've seen teams, and specifically UConn teams, where they re- where they ride just a score who can't be stopped for a five- or six-game run of the tournament. It's not easy to do, and it doesn't happen often. We've seen it, but you're right. That's a great point by you. If you don't have sort of that second option, and all of a sudden, you know, you have a night where the guy's off and you don't have a backup option and the other team you're playing against can score, especially if they can shoot. That's where you get derailed. And my next question would be, since – and I know he's only been there for a few years, but, I mean, Dan – I'm talking Final Four here, talking Elite Eight. I mean, I think Dan Hurley, the coach, I mean, he's just got to – I mean, he's got to get to the second weekend, doesn't he? I mean, well, he's got to get. They, yeah, can't, they, can't, can't, be, they can't go be one and done again. Well, they haven't won a game since he's been there. I know he hasn't won. He hasn't they won two. He hasn't won an NCAA tournament game at UConn. He won a couple at Rhode Island. That's how he got the UConn job. Yep. But yep. he has not won. And last last year they lost to New Mexico in the first round. And again, that was a scoring thing where a kid they get thirty eight points. Their two guard uh, just for, went for, off for the Lobos went off. So and you got to remember the thing about UConn. You mentioned uh, Shabazz Napier and um, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. Those were point guards who had the ball in their hand. Yeah. You're UConn's right. point you guard mentioned it's- is a tr- Tristan Newton's a transfer, Naheem Aline's a transfer. So those guys can score a little bit, but Kemba and, and Shabazz had the ball in their hand and they were going to take it's a big great shots or create to get someone else a big shot. So, um, yeah, Hur- Hurley, Hurley, anything short of an elite eight for them, I think is a failure. They, they'll spin a sweet 16. Really? They'll spin a sweet 16. Um, I know last week it was funny. Uh, I actually asked a question and I know the folks in Rhode Island played it all over the place because uh, Hurley had mentioned about how now playing UConn, how things have changed. Basically, when you play UConn now, it's a uh, the type of when they got that small number next to their name, their ranking, how yeah. these are the type of wins where their tournament resumes. And he said that before the Providence mm-hmm. game, and the Providence folks ran with that. In other words, so you know, like this, you got to beat teams like UConn if you want to make the NCAA. So they have a lot of work ahead of them. The Creighton team they played the other day is a good team. They'll see them again in yep. February at Creighton. And listen, my hopes is they're playing for a Big East uh, tournament championship on a Saturday night at the Garden in March, and let's go from there. That and the other thing they so do have fun. going for them also is the regional is at Madison Square Garden. And if you recall, when UConn won the mm-hmm. national championship yep. with Kevin Ali. And those guys, they play. They they beat Duke. Remember at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I mean let's, I mean let's be honest. This is this is not just, this has been you know forever since the mid nineties. UConn plays at MSG at Madison Square Garden. That's a UConn home game. Yeah, that was. I a, mean it's a UConn home game. The sixth the sixth borough, as they say, is uh, exactly it stores. UConn. Yeah, exactly. So. Staten Island, the Bronx stores Connecticut. Yep. So we'll wait and see, man. But it's and listen. Uh, either way you cut it, it should be an exciting month of March for UConn men's and women's basketball fans. The hockey teams, both the men and women's hockey teams, are ranked. Uh, hey, let me just give a shout out too, not to interrupt, but I, I'm going to, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I just read uh, per John Bucciagrass, the hockey expert for ESPN. Quinnipiac, number no, one ranked men's hockey team. Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac, number one ranked. Quinnipiac, not Piac. I can't say it. The, the, do you say it? It's the number, number one ranked one in hockey the country, team in America. Yes. Number um, one. Good for them. Yeah, number one in the country. Uh, Look, Rand Pecknold's got it rolling again. He just was coaching the juniors out in Love that guy's Canada. Name. Yeah, good guy. We were actually with him today. John Pearson's talking to him right now. 
So you'll see that tonight on News 8 at 6. But yeah, number one team in the country, man. So they're nice. And in college hockey, you may recall, it's only a 16 team NCAA tournament. So, yeah. Uh, UConn I like, are, I like came that. up short last year that they lost in the Elite Eight, but they're they're always knocking on the door. But this will this might be the year they finally push through and win themselves a match. Outstanding. All right, we got to take a quick time out. We come back, Brian. You got a birthday list for us. Long one mm-hmm. with a theme. Yeah, a theme. Oh man. Yeah. Here's a theme. Good night's sleep. I wonder. I, I've been telling you people this for years now. You know, all's well. It's one of our first sponsors. We're way back with the EBC podcast. They're still with us because all's well believes in the power of a good night's sleep. That's a great New Year's resolution. Getting better sleep and great products help you sleep. Great, great sleep products help you sleep better. The All's Well features hybrid mattress technology that combines the best of world, both worlds, memory foam, and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend, winning blend of comfort and support. The goal was an affordable mattress without sacrificing, sacrificing quality or luxury. Let's try that again. The result, it's the All's Well Queen mattress. This is a queen-size mattress that still still clocks in as low, at a price as low as 345 bucks. That's not all. You get free shipping. You get 10-year limited warranty, 100-night risk-free trial. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, here's another way to save when you go mattress shopping at allswellhome.com. Go on any one of the EDBC podcast episodes, any one of our episodes. If you go through Apple Music or iTunes or uh, Spotify, however you get your iTunes, or however you get your podcast, see our podcast, click our podcast, click on the link for allswellhome.com. Get 15% off your total order when you go through that link. So remember, this new year, sleep well and save well with Allswell. All right, five minutes left in this uh, lovely edition of this EDBC podcast. Brian has some birthdays. Are you going to try to stump me with their ages? Go ahead. Let's bang it. I don't know. You might have even seen some of these, but yeah, I went musical. We got a we got a little musical theme here today. Only mm. these are big time heavy hitters from the world of music, past, present, and I don't know, probably not future. But hey, let's get into it. Uh, I know how much you love the film. How much you love uh, Woodstock and that film uh, documentary film Woodstock. One of the big stars of that. Uh, event and the movie was joan baez yeah and she's celebrating a birthday this week eric now is she set now think about this you know woodstock's been a little while ago so mm-hmm. is she 76 79 or 82 i would say 82 because i think she was a little older than everyone else back then uh yeah and yeah she is 82 see you see he, yeah, yeah nice hold, job hold let's there. keep rolling go ahead uh yeah woodstock one band that was not at woodstock uh even though they were offered a spot, was Led Zeppelin, who were just getting their groove in 1969. But their manager said, "We're not going to share a bloody stage with other acts. We share. We only. Share, we don't. Only. No. No. We just by ourselves." Or words to that effect. He didn't want to share the stage. Terrible British. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry for that. But anyway, uh, Led Zeppelin. Even though they turned down Woodstock, they turned, they did okay. Yeah. You know who's doing okay is uh, their guitarist and really the guy, the driving force behind the band, Jimmy Page, still with us and celebrating a birthday. All right, what am I? I don't know if you saw this. I know this is. A I did. I did see shadow. the headline, but I didn't see the age. Okay, the so good for I did, you. I like. You. Okay, good. You, you, you are fair. Is he seventy-five, seventy-nine, or is he also eighty-two? We'll say seventy-nine. All right, two for two. Come on, those are easy. All right, let's go. So. We're running out. We're, we're clock's ticking. All right, let's move on there. Uh, between your wife and my wife. I'm sure one, if not both of them, is a fan of this guy, Dave Matthews, because the ladies. Love Dave Matthews, or at least the ladies uh, of our wife's age. Um, and we've all seen him, Dave Matthews. I saw him at the Everyone, Yeah. yeah. Back in the day. That was a popular late 90s. Uh, that was, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So how old is he? Oh, well, I, you tell me, is he 48, 54, or 56? Say 54. Oh, he's 56. Damn, damn, okay, I knew he was a little older. I didn't think he was that old. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Pushing 60, Dave Matthews, wow. Yeah, make you feel old, huh? Here's one to make you feel old. Uh, Danger Zone, Mr. Danger Zone, I'm all right. Mr. Movie Soundtrack Guy, Kenny Loggins. Loggins, baby. Loggins right. and Messina, as you remember him by. Yep. Oh, yeah, sure. You guys all, I'm all big as long as Messina. Yeah. So I'm on tour in 72. Uh, speaking of 72, is he uh, 72, 75, or 77? I'm going to say 75. He is 75. All right. Not bad. Go Got a couple here. more. I threw I made yeah. this little extra long, so let's bang it through. I just read that this guy's coming. He's still touring, man. He's coming to Bridgeport in like two months. friend of mine coming saw him at the Mohegan Sun uh, this past year and said he was great. Coming to Connecticut soon if you're in Connecticut. And what, you know, if you want to go to Bridgeport. Hey, Rod Stewart. Love Rod Stewart. Great I voice. Iconic Stewart. voice. Yeah, the faces, the, his, his blue the stuff. Face, yeah, Jeff awesome Beck. stuff. Yep, Jeff Beck, a lot of good stuff. Uh, and still got the pipes, man, even at, even at his age. And it, what is that age? Is it 73, 75, or 78? 78. Yeah, there you go. Don't try All right, me. All right, let's start. Let's finish off strong. You got four to five. I added a sixth one, a little extra one. This, uh, okay, uh, another 80s rocker. I love this. I was going to say chick, but I love this, this lady. Uh, Pat Benatar. Who so, I saw, she made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year, and they yes, she you know, did. And I didn't realize that her guitarist was also her husband and songwriter. So absolutely, they've been, she, like, Brian? they've been um, married like since she uh, since she made the scene. They've been married like forty five years. I read. Yep. Well, they're, she's not forty five; she's a little older. Uh, but is she sixty two, sixty three, or seventy? Seventy. Boom! Five out of six. That really made me feel old. But then, again, I saw an interview with her on CBS this morning with the hubby. I saw that as well. Very good. Still looks great. They do. All right. Well, good list, Brian. Good podcast. Yeah. Nice job, man. Good producing. Nice work. Nice work. Okay. All right. right, We'll be ready next week. We'll have Wild Card Weekend. We'll do this after Monday Night Football because we have to be miserable with Brian. We'll be taping this crack of dawn Tuesday morning. Oh, yeah. We'll be ready for it. Hey, maybe Carlos Correa will be at... On another team, not even the Twins. Who knows? All right, we'll see. All right, we'll find out. next week on the EDBC podcast. I'm Eric. He's Brian. Till the next time, Brian. Take it back. See ya.